looking forward to getting the space r rolling and it'll be our last one for 2023 and then we're going to take a week off we'll get into 2024 and we're going to have a whole lineup of just amazing spaces like these speakers and the, the amount of information that we got to get out there to share with everybody is immense so gonna get those lined up for january february and uh, get things rolling it'll be great uh we are gonna today can talk kind of like generally and cross a number of different avenues i'm sure um with respect to killing it with consistency so looking to help everybody with their success in 2024 and uh again a lot of different experience uh experiences here to share and i think just make sure we got invites going out so we can get rolling paul I dropped you an invite hopefully you got that if not go ahead and request get you on stage here in a minute hey, eric so we've been talking a little bit about you know what our plans are for 2024 let's get into the conversation a little bit while people are still joining um, you know, we can come back around to any topics we, we kind of hit on before other folks are able to join, but I want to get things going. And uh, <clears throat> it'd be great to hear, you know, your thoughts and, uh, on kind of what I've, what my thought, what my, uh, I guess, overall mindset is on this consistency thing. Because I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's one of the hardest things for me because I do not like having a schedule. Like, I don't, do you like schedules? Are you a schedule guy? I'm a routine guy for sure. I mean, schedule. My wife's an event planner, so she's in charge of schedules. But, um, but routine. And I, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very much a, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm off my routine when I'm right now, and I can feel it. You know, when I'm on my routine, which is typically, you know, makes people cringe. But up at four thirty, out for a run, back, you know, meditate, write, you know, do all the things I can get done before the kids wake up, um, and try to get to bed somewhat early, but. It's tough when your wife's a night owl and you want to spend time with her, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my idea. I mean, it, when I'm in my routine, I can definitely tell, you know, a difference from when I'm not, you know, like I said, right now I'm kind of out of it with all the holidays and the kids being out of school and you know, we've been traveling yes. and doing that kind of stuff. It throws things off, but you know, definitely looking forward to get back into it. Yeah. Nice. It's a, uh, so your wife is a night owl. I'm the night owl here. And, uh, like everybody in my house is out, like out cold by 9 p.m. Easy, easy. And uh, yeah, so I, I actually like, you know, being up and then we'll see how late the night takes me. And then, you know, I'll get up when I need to get up kind of a thing. And um, what I found was that's not very conducive towards um, being, you know, super productive i guess is the best way to put it and uh because you can't really be consistent because there'll be days where i'm just dragging super exhausted right just tired and uh, other days where things are just clicking and, and working really well for me and uh i know that that inc that inconsistency is because of my lack of routine you know and um i don't think you have to have like routine to everything like i i, I try to schedule out you know everything very specifically um like hour by hour day by day at one point and none of that worked like i, I just couldn't get that rolling and uh then i started you know scheduling things out more generally so i would create buckets of time that would span multiple hours so for example you know i would have the hours in the morning where I, you know, I would have an hour or two where in that space, I would make sure I got some exercise in, I would make sure I got some things done around the house and I would make sure I got some writing done. And it didn't have to be, you know, this half hour, this half hour, this hour. It was just in these two hours, these things are getting done. And then I know too, that between, you know, a certain uh, stretch during the day, I've got to get the nine to five accomplished, but I also have, you know, things i like doing as well like getting on spaces that are on during the day and i'm able to flex my hours so i i don't know exactly what those hours are going to look like every day because i don't want to say i can only be on um you know spaces during a certain hour so i instead have like a window of about 10 you know 10 hours where i need to get eight hours of work done and about two of those i can flex to do other things and so yeah that's kind of just my approach right to getting a routine going and getting a little bit of organization around 
you know, my schedule and I really don't like, you know, regimented schedules like at all. Um, yeah, so I, don't know I feel like there. Yeah. I, yeah. No, it drives me crazy on the weekends and I'm like booked up solid. I, I tend to kind of follow your approach a little bit more. I mean, probably a little bit more strictly than you do, but more time block, you know, like, instead of, I, mean, I, I went through this, the phase where it was like, all right, I'm going to run from this time to this time. I'm going to do this from this time to this time. And, you know, had it in my calendar. Now it's just like a block of time. That's like morning routine. And, I tend to do the same things in the same order. I think that's a lot of just, you know, habit stack kind of stuff, you know, it triggers, you know, I do this, it triggers my mind to know the next thing's this, but it's, you know, it's not super regimented to the point where it's like at 4:45 I'm doing this. But um yeah, and that's kind of how I block my day too. It's, you know, the 9 to 5, you know, I'll break it up a little bit with, you know, deep deep work and, you know, I tend to do email just a couple times a day, so those are blocked out times and but yeah, it's not not super regimented. Like you said, on the weekends when the wife's in charge, you know, she goes into event planner mode. And nice. We're gonna be, we're gonna be here at this time. We're gonna be here at this time. We're doing this at this time. And yeah, you gotta have just blocks of time because you already have somebody else uh, squaring that away for you. Yeah, uh, making exactly. you squared squared. Hey, Paul, yeah, I saw you. Throw this out. Go yeah, ahead. As I say, she's a paper calendar person too. I don't know what your wife's like, but it, it drives me crazy because you know it's not accessible unless I get up walk into her room or find her paper yeah. calendar and no we've gone digital and that is that's a good segue actually man i've been loving the hell out of using all these different tools right and uh so there's a couple one you introduced me to which is mem um was it mem.ai yeah mem.ai which i really yeah. like using and uh and then, you know, no, my wife, luckily, she went to Outlook. She uses the, the calendar that we can share. And sharing calendars is actually like a funny little hack that I didn't realize is such a big deal. But like, I used to have my own calendar. She had a calendar. Then there's the work calendar. And there's all, you know, there's all the calendars. And then you have to track them all. And now we're all in one. So, yeah, definitely, uh Definitely utilizing the different tools out there has been massive. So mem.ai, right? Like, yeah, I, I actually got it, got it open right now. You got yeah, same, same, right? And so let's just talk about it for a little bit because I think it's been a huge, huge help for me with respect to being successful and getting in a consistent groove, right? So I write a newsletter and I also though have a million other things that I want to write about and uh, get content out about and um using this tool here to help you know write down my ideas organize them generate you know ideas around ideas and outlines um, using the ai tool um that's part of mem.ai um all of the you know leveraging all of that actually gets me excited about getting into a routine right because i have like this cool tool that i know the more i put into it the more it's going to help me and that's like a motivator for me is so it doesn't cost a lot either, right? So whether it's this tool, I'm not like sponsoring, it's not affiliated or, you know, anything with mem.ai. I just really like it. But like find those kind of tools that are out there that um, you're excited about using because it'll help you like really get into a rhythm where you're getting up and you're like, I'm going to jump into this tool. I'm going to utilize this thing and, uh, you know, build it out. Because the first month I used it, I could see where it would go. And now that I'm a few months in, I don't know about you, man, but I built this thing out to be pretty robust and it's throwing suggestions at me based on prior, uh, you know, newsletters I've written prior X posts I've put out there. Um, it's hugely helpful. And now I'm like in a routine of daily entering data into it so that I know that it'll just continue to build. Yeah. It's, I mean, all my notes, I'm, I'm capturing ideas from websites. I'm surfing, you know, news articles, I'll drop them in there I mean, from that perspective. Yeah. It's great for, just having a central repository. I mean, one thing I'll add, I mean, the thing I love about it is in being an engineer in my nine to five, you know, tools like Notion, Obsidian, those, some of those other kind of quote unquote second brain note taking tools. I found myself spending more time like building my system than I did using my system. And they just became a distraction and a form of procrastination. And that's one thing I think, you know, if you're, you're trying to get into this space, you got to pay attention to, I mean, is this tool something that's actually moving me forward and helping me take action? Or is this something that's, you know, I'm having fun building, but it's distraction and it's keeping me from getting my work done. Um, and that's what I found about them. I mean, it's some of the AI functionality helps make it less important about the structure and 
as like tools like notion or obsidian um so love loving it from that perspective but yeah i'm I dropping all my notes references ideas and it, it really helps but kind of, i mean I, I use it like an assistant too like i'll ask it questions and it'll pull content from previous newsletters it'll you know help me sort my ideas out and and put them down on, on quote-unquote paper so hey good evening everyone that sounds uh, sounds pretty useful there eric hey, good, hey what's yeah. up nate hey paul Hey, Paul, this is a dope tool, uh, mem.ai. It's definitely useful. It's got the AI chatbot in there so you can ask questions and help, you know, generate ideas. But then it also leverages all the stuff you dump in it. Like, you know, it's like Notion, but then, uh, yeah, you can organize your collections. You can organize, you can link different uh, notes you've taken. Like, it's just, uh, it's really interesting for, for somebody like myself that, hate spending time organizing and like building up a structure like this thing's awesome because you can just do it on the fly and it kind of builds a structure for you as long as you just kind of drop in labels and whatnot um i think the capture the the capture piece is awesome too just because and you can forward email to it you can text it i mean i've i can be driving down the road and just tell siri to text ai or text memet.ai and i can voice text an idea or you know i capture something from a a share in a news in another newsletter or in a website i can share it via the text. choice was in your hands <laughs> yep. i haven't tried that piece oh, yet. i'm sorry I, i'm sorry i was uh, unmuted sorry you're good paul hey i was wondering if either of you have used grok yet because we're talking about using these different tools and uh i just started messing around with grok using it to get different information and uh I've already started to find that that's been helpful because I just want to understand, you know, what people are talking about on X in the morning for markets and whatnot. And Paul, what a crazy day in the market. I don't know if you were trading at all today, but yeah, you used Grok at all? You on that at all? Oh, I think we just dropped Paul down. How about Eric? Did you mess around with Grok yet? I, I've played around with it. I think I had it rip your account and make fun of you. I'm um, just playing around with it. But other than that, I didn't. Oh, is it any good to come aside and see that did you post it about me because i didn't see it no i didn't i didn't <laughs> i think i just was messing around with it so nice <laughs> well i'm still trying to find ways to make grok uh help me out you know be consistent and uh be productive here um it's definitely interesting um but yeah you do the point here that we're getting it and talking about all these things though is utilizing these tools um you want to be you know consistent and in what you're doing day in and day out and the only way to really do that is if you have you know something to help you right whether it's uh the support from friends and family but also like utilizing these tools that help you both be excited about what you're going to do and then also like be organized around it which for me is huge like i'm just not mr organization so um yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fun thing i guess eric was talking about that with the grok is that you can roast people with it i haven't really used it um for any sort of useful utilitarian type thing, but it's pretty fun to, um, you know, just, just roast people and, uh, just like in good natured fun. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, like there's going to keep, they're going to keep adding things to it. It's, you know, it's not that too far behind from chat GPT. Like I've seen some comparisons and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty close, but like the whole platform, like the whole X platform, like Elon wants to make this the everything platform, right? Kind of like, uh, you know, what's that Chinese platform that that's like the everything? Is it like uh, Weibo or, or I can't even remember the name? But um, yeah, it's, like he wants to make it a payment processor. He wants to right. wants it to be the kind of the one stop shop, which uh, you know, it, eventually it's gonna you know, Grok is gonna drive your car for you or something. It's gonna Grok is being gonna be integrated in your cyber truck with a, a level five full self-driving, uh, you know, it's, um, it's going to like predict, predict your grocery list. You know, it's going to shop for you. You know, it's going to do everything. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, betting long, betting long on Elon, anything Elon's involved with, uh, anything, you know, Tesla, SpaceX, you know, anything he's involved with. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm definitely a, uh, you know, a fan of long-term. Yeah, hard to argue. Definitely hard to argue with success there. So, yeah, you know, the topic of this space tonight is success in 24 and we're killing it with consistency in particular. Consistency is one of those topics. It's like, you know, 
I, I don't even know how to put it other than it can be like mundane, right? It's like, how are you going to be consistent? And it's like, you always get up and you do it every day. Like, that's honestly part of it. But there's tricks to that, right? It's, there's more to it, I would say. Um, and it, it's that's what, that's what we're kind of honing in on. Some of these tricks are how you find ways to motivate yourself and to be interested. And for me, um, it's two things. Number one, I make sure that what I'm I'm really getting involved with is – you know, topics and information and groups of people that are that I have interest in, right? So if you're going to be trying to start a business or start to create avenues, new cash flows for next year, you know, make sure you're not adding another grind, right? Like that's the last thing you want is another grind. Like I've thought long and hard about different topics that I could go into because I have experience in, and some of them I think I have even better knowledge to share but my goodness, it just sounds like a grind going in and dealing with all of that. <laughs> yeah, do you really want your day to day? Do you want your day to day to suck? Uh, you know, it's no. You want it to be. You want it to be enjoyable, right? It's your life. You, you, hundred percent. Yeah, like like the meme YOLO. You know, it's like YOLO, but like really, it's like you have one life. Uh, you don't want it to suck day to day. You don't want to be stuck. You don't want to do things every day that that just make your life miserable. So. You know, say you found trading or whatever vocation. You know, how, how are you consistent day to day? Um, you know, well, discipline is is one. I mean, like, are you staying up every late every night playing World of Warcraft? Are you, uh, you know, are, are you getting you know get getting adequate sleep? Are you um are are you waking up and and getting some fresh air, seeing some sunshine, getting your ten thousand steps in a day, uh, not eat. Not not uh, eating uh, Doritos and Cheetos like you're eating like real food uh, with nutrition and and um, health like like whole food real food like are, are you um, limiting am- the the amount of like stress that like especially like stress that you can't think about things that you can't control like are are you, are you upping your cortisol because of um, what what you saw on the news or something like so like yeah how are you consistent in trading like for like or whatever business you're in like you, you have to be consistent in your life like day to day week to week month to month year to year of like of of just focusing on your wellness focusing on on your um you know your your mental your mental health your 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 ability to sort of uh, mentally partition all the things out that you have to do uh, making sure you have you you have a balanced life with family and everything else like for me I mean, if 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 your life if your life is in in ruins, if it's in tatters, like, and and it's you're you're inconsistent with uh, you know like just surviving day to day, like, how do you think you're gonna then be able to do something consistent that that takes a lot more skill and sort of mental clarity? Like, you you have to get the basics done right. Yeah, you know, like uh, Jordan Peterson gets a lot of crap, rightfully so, but you know, clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right about that. Like, the, get the basics done. Clean your room. Get to bed on time. Uh, eat, eat well. Move your body. See, see the sun. Breathe in fresh air. And then, then once you get all that stuff done, then it's like being, like having that discipline, that day-to-day discipline. Then, like, putting yourself in the right frame of mind for trading or whatever else. It, it's like a hundred times easier. So I mean, that's, I, I think that's maybe that's sort of elementary device uh, advice there, but it's um, it's it's true. It's it, that's the reality of of how humans operate. That's the the uh, reality of the world. Yeah, actually, the distraction stuff. Uh, I want to touch on that, but Eric, I saw you come on muted. What do you want to say? Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to. I mean, I agree. I mean, with Paul, I think the way I like to look at consistency in my life. I mean, you don't want your life. You don't want to be a robot, right? I mean, you don't want to do the same thing every single day like it makes you pretty dull and makes you pretty boring but i think you got to look at your goals i mean what are you hoping to accomplish you got to break those down into you know actionable you know habits tasks whatever i mean i'd like to think of it from a leading indicator's perspective what are the things that if i do these things consistently will likely lead to the completion of the goal that i'm trying to achieve for example you know like weight loss you know if i'm trying to lose weight you know if i'm want to do that you know if I exercise today, is that going to contribute to me, you know, being able to lose weight? Yes. You know, versus looking at a lagging indicator, like the weight on the scale, the weight on the scale is a result of me doing those actions. So if my goal is to lose weight, I need to be consistent about exercise. I need to be consistent about eating. 
if my goal is to grow a business, I need to be consistent about, you know, showing up, you know, every day, you know, having a strategy, having, you know, time to write or create ideas or create products, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think from that perspective, if you align your, the things you're consistent in with the goals that you're trying to accomplish, you're going to be successful year over year yeah. versus trying to be a robot. Yeah. 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 Like, well, yeah, don't, don't be a, yeah, don't be a shitty robot, be a better human. And, and Eric, you're absolutely right about like goals. Yeah. Like what's, what's your North star? What, what are you actually like moving towards? That's yeah. Like keep the main thing, the main thing, right. If it's to, uh, you know, meet some deliverable, some discreet sort of uh, goal that you've set, like, you know, don't, don't be, don't fly blind, like ha have a map, like wh where are you heading to? Like, don't be a busy idiot. Uh, have have goals. Have have goals. Have have realistically achievable goals. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. Art. Great stuff. Definitely agree. And uh, we'll say that you know distractions are the worst, right? Like distractions will be what derails you the fastest. And one one thing I've mentioned on a previous space, and want to mention again here, um, is the sphere, what what I call and what I've been told and what I refer to repeatedly as your sphere of influence, right? So you can absolutely um, end up, you know, getting distracted by a million things. The news you mentioned, Paul, um, you know, your neighbors down the street, you know, just a million different things that can get in your way, but you can't do anything about it, right? Like, I'm, there's just nothing I can do. Um, you know, people get fired up over politics. Well, I vote, I'll vote for sure. Right. But I, there's, you know, I'm not going to get, um, all fired up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like people will get mad at, at like national things that they have no, they've, they've, you know, they're sitting, they're, they're morbidly obese on the couch. Uh, you know, they got, they got Cheetos in their belly button. Uh, they, they just got done, um, you know, watching Pornhub for eight hours and playing video games and they're mad about tweets or mad about like, you know, something that some politician said, it's like, but these people wouldn't, would never get involved in local politics. Something make make it actually like uh, change, affect change to if, if they put some effort into it. You know, it, it, you know a, a lot of people enjoy the cheap dopamine uh, of like distractions. Like you said, Nate, they enjoy the cheap dopamine of, you know, slacktivism of like, Oh, you, you know, I said, I sent a mean tweet about this thing that offended me. So, um, you know, I, that, that gives me the dopamine of, of, of actually accomplishing something. While I haven't actually progressed my life a, a, any, any further, I've just sort of spun my tires and, and literally the, uh, made, you haven't even made your life better. You've made your life worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And so your sphere of influence, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's like, who can I impact? What can I do about my situation? Um, you know, and then go do that and, and be happy about it and then try to basically not be distracted by everything outside of that sphere. Right. So, like, I can only do so much and I don't want to be distracted and burning all this energy. Um, you know, probably the easiest and most guilty example is like road rage. Right. Like you just. Totally <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Like somebody else could be having. You don't know what the other situation of the person in the car is. Right. But. You know, and they're going to go about their day. You're not going to have any influence over them. You could call them every name in the book. They just, they're not going to change the, who they are, right? You're not impacting them in any way. So, but it's impacting your life and distracting <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, you're incentivizing your them. You're incentivizing them to like, uh, to, to alter your life permanently in a negative way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like road, road rage is uh, definitely, it's like, it's, it's, it's very, if I find psychologically that a lot of people that engage in that, they probably feel like their day-to-day -day life, they have no control over their own. They have no locus to control over their day-to-day -day life. Like they, they, and so like, oh, I can just do something dramatic and it's going to make me feel good. It's going to make me feel like I have some sort of semblance of, of control. But like, you know, people need to sort of wake up and, and stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's yeah. You just keep going, Nate. Yeah, that, that's it's just still it's silly behavior. <laughs> I love it, Bob. I mean, Carl, I saw you yeah. pop up here too. Oh, Eric, is that you? Yeah, go I ahead. Say, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I love the sphere of influence. I mean, I you say a lot more eloquent. I mean, I usually have that filter. That's you know, what what can I have control over? What you know, if it's something I can control, then 
I'll worry about if it's not something I can control, then I'll just try to ignore it. I mean, for example, like last, about this time last year, I did a news fast. Like I just stopped paying attention to the news because I kept, I realized that the first thing I was doing in the morning was waking up. I was reading the news. I was getting pissed off about stuff. I was getting stressed out about stuff. It just yeah. really set the tone for the whole day. And then I'm, you know, pissed off, you know, with my kids in the morning, not pissed off with them, but like just grumpy. And so I finally just cut that out of my life. It was amazing. You know, the, the change that it had on me one just from a mental perspective just having more more mental clarity more mental time to spend on other things but two it actually yeah, you took a, up opportunities. You took a shot of you should have you took a shot of cortisol with your uh, espresso in the morning yeah exactly and when it opened up opportunities for conversations because people would be like oh did you see that news thing and i'd be like well no tell me about it you know and then all of a sudden now i've got something to talk about and i can legitimately be interested because i don't know what's going on so yeah sphere of influence i like that Nate. Yeah, buddy. I appreciate that. Carl, what do you got to add here? I saw you jump on. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I just wanted to expand on that sphere of influence concept. And it's not just, um, you know, the people you know and, and talk to on a daily basis, but it's also the role models you choose or your heroes that you choose. And that could be uh, whose books you consume or what content you, you consume. Um, you know, when it comes to say consistency, that's always been something that I've struggled with. And it wasn't until I really kind of studied Kobe Bryant in a way. And Kobe Bryant was someone who always, I found w- was a ball hog. I, I didn't like his game so much because I thought he was a ball hog and the whole thing with uh, Colorado and, and, and all that stuff. I didn't really like the guy. But when I heard and read about his consistency, how he would show up to the court at 4 a.m. and start shooting jump shots, right, and do this day in, day out, no matter how tired or angry or what, if he lost the game the day before, if he won the game the day before, it didn't matter. He just showed up every day. And that always stuck with me, Um, you know, here I am, you know, investing, trading with the stock market and writing content for, for X and newsletters and stuff like that. And, you know, I could do all that from the confines of my home. I don't have to go wake up early and go to the gym. But if Kobe Bryant could do that, you know, why can't I do that with some of my content? So I think, uh, I think you know, to Eric's point with an information diet uh, – you know, choosing the right accounts to follow, um, choosing the right friends to talk to uh, in spaces like this and and listen to the right podcasts and and read the right books. Um, you know, one of the books that I found to be very important for me was Market Wizards, the whole Market Wizards series, uh, where I think it was Jack Schwager is the author, but he profiled many traders and they all discussed their their systems or their mindset their mentality and how how they go about doing things and i found it fascinating just to get into the minds of these guys these uber successful traders and see what processes they used to become better and a lot of it is consistency and discipline and having control over your emotions and you make a bad trade, you just disconnect from the market for a week, you know, like those kind of things. So, uh, you know, it, it's all about sphere of influence to go back to that point and, uh, and, and what you consume and, really just having that mental focus and clarity to just to stay going no matter what. Yeah. Carl, you, you were talking about you know, who you interact, you and you know, Eric were talking about like who you surround yourself, who you interact with, who you sort of absorb. Um, you know, I, I think uh, that there's something to be said about that. Like not in just, not just on, on the internet here, but in real life too. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that just enjoy being a crab in a barrel 
where, you know, if you try to talk to them about something that you're doing or your success or whatever, they're not going to celebrate your successes as their own. They're just going to sort of, um, sort of be mopey, uh, be a victim, have sort of a victimhood mentality. They're going to, um, you know, they're like other people talking about their successes or bettering themselves sort of just makes them, instead of just being happy for them, they're going to feel bad about themselves. And they're just going to sort of uh, be acerbic. They're going to spit spit vinegar uh, at, at you. So you know, I'm not t- I'm not telling you to like not be friends with people, but just uh, you know, so just understand some people just they're they're not wired that way. Most people most people enjoy um, not improving themselves and not bettering their lives. They just want they just want others to sort of um, they want other pe- other people's around them. They want their approval. Uh, to you know, to to be sticks in the mud, to not do anything, uh, to to better themselves, to not right. And why surround yeah. yourself with those kind of people? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think when people see you being successful, it's just a reminder of them, you know, not being successful. So they want to try to pull you down. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean it, surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, it makes a huge difference. I mean, it, especially I mean, I. You're trying to build a business if you're trying to be successful investing if you're trying to be successful as a creator or whatever I mean, the majority of the world doesn't understand what it takes to do that so and they don't understand yeah, that it's even possible you, you talk to people they're like you're making or people make how much money doing this there's no way that's impossible but you know they, they have no frame of reference they have no you know perspective as far <laughs> as that's concerned so they're just going to tear you down they're going to tell you you're an idiot why are you wasting your time you know until till you are successful and then they they want to jump on your coattails right yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They see the uh, the outcome, the end result, but they don't they don't see the 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 days. They don't, they don't see the four a.m. jump shots. Exactly those those Kobe Bryant four a.m. jump shots. They don't see that. You know, it's all like, you know, Kobe Bryant makes makes the jump shot at the end of the game to win the game, but they don't see those four a.m. gym sessions every day, day in and day out. Right. It's the same thing whether you're writing a book, whether you're you know, learning how to invest or learning piano or anything, anything you want to be good at, you, you need to put the time and effort and work into it. And, you know, nothing that's worth that's worth it is is going to just come easy to you. Otherwise, you know, everyone would have it. Yeah, I mean, there's that meme that's always floating around. It shows like, you know, when success hits, you know, it's kind of, I mean, I like to, Kind of go back to the analogy of you know water boiling it boils at 212 degrees not 211 degrees not 210 degrees right but you've got to you know it's got to build that heat up to that temperature before it starts boiling so if you're not putting that time in if you're not being consistent you're never going to boil but, and then you people know. see they see you enjoying it you're boiling water and they're like hey give me a cup and they yeah but they didn't yeah. they didn't help you they said hey yeah don't turn don't turn the stove on too high uh, you know, don't, don't spend all that time trying to boil that water. It's never going to work. Oh, you got some boiling water. Yeah. Let me have some. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's weird how people, people's psychology is and, and, and it's for, yeah, they, they don't care that you've charted, uh, you've been charting uh, thousands of hours or studied markets, uh, well into the, the, the evening you've been on podcasts at, um, you know, random Wednesday nights at 8 PM. Like they don't, they don't uh, see that. They don't care about that. They, you know, like they said, uh, um, like, oh, well, that's easy. Anyone can, anyone can press a button on a computer. Like, you know, uh, give, give me some of that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You guys, uh, this is great. So, a couple of things you talk about: sphere of influence, right? Not letting distractions get in your way of being consistent and, and on your march towards success. Loving what you do, that ties into the Kobe Bryant conversation. Like, you're not going to put in those 4 a.m. gym sessions so that you can hit that game winner unless you're really enjoying what you do. I mean, I can't imagine that kind of grind if you absolutely hated it. Like, this, this is impossible to maintain, right? So, and then, you know, we're talking about this, like, the have you guys have heard of the 10,000-hour rule, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that's a, you know, most people know about it. Basically, you can be Malcolm Gladwell, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's like anything you do, uh, if you do it for 10, you put in the 10,000 hours. I think he he talks about it, but I'm sure it's been discussed even before. But um, you put in the 10,000 hours and you it basically comes down to that effort and that time put in more so than ability, like way more so than us being born with any, 
you know, talent. It's the actual effort that's put in. And I tell my kids this all the time. Like, there's way more very, very athletic, naturally gifted people that are born than there are professional athletes. The professional athletes are the ones that have those gifts and love it and are passionate and put in the work. Because I'm telling you, I mean, just ask yourself, just be honest about it. If you go sign, if you you train, you're grinding every single day and you didn't really love what you're doing and it happened to be like, you know, um, being a, a, a lineman in the NFL or something, right? Like a hard, grueling job. And they cut you that $10 million check. You sticking around? Are you just going to fulfill your two, your $10 million obligation and then get the heck out because you don't like it, right? Like, that's a different mentality. You got to have that different mindset. Um, but yeah, back to the 10,000 hours, you know, there's a great Freakonomics. That's another podcast, by the way, that if you haven't checked it out, like the, the, the range of topics is amazing. And, um, and it's just really fascinating stuff. And Freakonomics is a book, but they have this podcast. that's just amazing. And so anyways, they have this lady that goes on and it talks about this 10,000 hours. And I mean, she can't sing a lick. Like she gets on and sings and God love her. I mean, it's horrible, right? Like they play the audio of her singing and like, you know, it's bad. And so then they, they start talking about the 10,000 hour rule and they, she recorded herself over time and putting in this consistent hours, you know, day in and day out, putting more hours than anybody else is, you know, practicing. I mean, obviously you have to practice the right things. So she had a coach and practicing the right techniques, but putting in all the hours of singing and next thing you know, like she's like, okay. And then this is, you know, this many months in, and this is this many months in. And all of a sudden you just hear it and you're like, wait a minute. I think she's carrying a tune here. Like this sounds really good. And then, it starts sounding like legitimately really good. And then not just be, you know, spoiler alert, full spoiler alert here. If you guys are checking out the episode, definitely go check it out anyways. But she's now like got, I don't know how many records sold. She's like touring on concerts. I can't remember. It's not here in the States. It's somewhere over in Europe, but like, geez, she's like, well, no, she's renowned. She's selling however many copies. And like, this is what she does now. She's a singer. She's like, I don't know if she made millions. I'm like hesitant to say that, but I'm guessing based on the, you know, where they talked about it. And this is literally somebody who could not sing a lick. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. We could not hit a note, but she put in the hours and the dedication and the, you know, that 10,000 hour mark. The only way you can do that is by being consistent. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it sounds overwhelming, I think, but one thing I, uh, you know, Eric, we talk about the abundance mindset, and I'm sure the folks here have heard about that as well. One thing that keeps me motivated to want to put in those 10,000 hours is the fact that like, there's just so many, like there's so many people, right? Like that's kind of the easiest way to put it. Um, if you get, let's just put it this way, right? There's real simple numbers. I know there's, there's a guy out there that wrote a book. His name is Brian Shannon. He sold it for $60 a pop, right? He built up his audience. He made, uh, you know, over a million dollars selling this book. Did he have to sell it to millions of people? Like, no, like 20,000 people, right? 60, $60 books, 20,000 people. That's $1.2 million, right? 20,000 people. Like, I mean, if I just focus on the city I live in, which has a million people in it, 20,000 doesn't even hit, the, you know, that's, that's a, a small, very, very small percentage of just the city I live, live in. Now extrapolate that to, you know, the kind of breath you can get being on social media platforms that have global reach, right? Like you just need the smallest fraction of a percent of an audience to be interested and in, buy into what you're doing and want to, you know, purchase your service or your knowledge or whatever it is. And you're tapping into, you know, a ton of cash flow right there. So Eric, what are your thoughts about abundance yeah. mindset? Like, does that, do you use that to motivate yourself? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think I'll talk about that and jump back to something too. But yeah, I mean, I sure. one of the things that's shifted my head, you know, when I started approaching the world, my worldview was, you know, I used to kind of have that scarcity mindset where I believe there was this pie, right? And I had to get my slice of the pie. So it was a competition. I was always competing for my slice of the pie. And that meant I had to, you know, beat this person out. I had to beat that person out. And, you know, when I started to shift to that abundance mindset where it's, you know, let's stop competing for that same piece of pie. Let's, let's, start baking more pies and you know you do that by you know working with others collaborating networking 
you know, even people that in the previous mindset would have, you know, been a competitor in my head, you know, you start working together and all of a sudden, you know, like you said, there's, there's more than enough pie to go around if, if you're willing to go after it and, and spend the time on it. But um, yeah, jumping back, one thing I want to throw, I mean, I, you talk about wanting to love that. I, I think there's also the opportunity consistently allows you to form a love for something. I mean, I use my running streak as an example for some of you, you may not know, but you know, I've, I've been running at least a mile a day for almost 1700 days in a row. And I'll tell you day one, I hated running, but you know, the reason I got into it was I needed, I didn't have a lot of time today. I had a long commute. I didn't have time to go to a gym. I needed something to, you know, get fit. And it was easy for me to throw on a pair of shoes and walk out the door and run, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the time it was probably more 15 minutes, but you know, get a mile in and, you know, slowly, you know, day after day after day, I started to kind of, you know, not hate it. It's probably the first phase is not hating it. And then it was, you know, liking it. Now it's, you know, something that's just part of my daily routine. I love it. And if I didn't do it, I would miss it. But so I think what I guess I'm trying to get to is, you know, sometimes there's things you got to do to be successful that you don't like, you don't, but you can learn to like it and you can learn to love it over time if you're consistent. And, and very often just being consistent, showing up every day means you're going to beat out you know, 95 plus percent of the world. I mean, I think I talked about it yesterday, but you know, the number, when I got you, onto Twitter, I writing, yeah, I mean, when I started writing last year, I mean, literally January 3rd is when I started, I opened this account that I, I use and the people that were on board that were gung-ho that were going to stick it out, you know, committed. I, mean, I can't count on probably, you know, two hands, the number of people that, that started with me that are still around creating content. And, you know, so consistency allows you to, to get ahead and and beat people out, and you know, all it takes is that discipline, that showing up and learning to love something. I mean, it definitely is an advantage if you love it to begin with. But you know, I just want to throw that out that I think you know, there's things you don't yeah. have to love it to begin with that you can learn to love. Absolutely, yeah. You, you see that a lot with like people getting new into something, and they've got all this this fresh uh, kind of rookie excitement, exuberance over a, starting a new thing, and and sort of uh, all the things that could happen at the end of the rainbow of like, oh yeah, you know, if I write a book and then, you know, I only have to work, uh, I only have to re- release a book once a decade and if it's great and everyone loves it and, you know, like they're sort of thinking about the wrong things. It's, it's, uh, you have to love the day-to-day process, the day, like ma- doing that, refining that process day in, day out, like that's what you have to love. And then that side effect is the, the sort of the, the good outcome whether that's uh, you know a product or money or whatever it is, uh, you just have to love love the day to day. I don't know, I don't know if grind is the right word, but the 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 discipline, the routine, or the the process, the the, the pr- like refining that process day to day. Like you have to love that. Like you have to love learning about it and reading about it and get excited about seeing others do that or or or, or whatever else. It's uh, yeah yeah it's it's um, a lot of people get real excited about something and then they drop off because it's like, Oh, well I'm not getting that. Uh, I'm not getting what I wanted, uh, you know, after a month or three months or a year or two years. Uh, and they sort of, yeah, they drop off. They, they, and, um, it's the people that run a mile, uh, 1700 days in a, in a row, you know, that, that consistency, they, they, they're, they're sort of, um, they, they enjoy that, that they're dedicated to that. They've made a choice. Uh, you know, regardless of you know how maybe how they emotionally feel or whatever else, they're gonna they're gonna do it because that's that's what they want to do. That that that's what they love doing. Uh, because they they have a, that sort of uh, uh, power over over their mind, that locus of control. That like you know they they can their mind can defeat their limbic system. Like oh yeah, that donut looks really good, but I'm not gonna eat the donut because I'm deciding not to eat the donut. I'm not gonna give in to to those sort of urges. Um, I'm not going to stray stray from the path that I've uh, set out with my goals. That's one thing I'd like to remind people too. I mean, that next action could be the big break you're waiting for, you know, and if you give up two days before that next action, then you know, you'll never know that you could have made that big break. So, you know, <laughs> like that, uh, that meme with the, the ga- like that gambler meme of the guy d- digging for diamonds and he's uh, a step away. <laughs> I hope you guys know that one. That's classic, yep. And it just eats at me just thinking like if I stop short of something, that just absolutely eats me up more than anything. Um, hey, this has been this has been great, guys. If you are listening in and you haven't already, be sure to give a follow to all these great speakers. 
you know, spending their time. And then if you wanted to be a speaker, if you enjoy these spaces and you want to be a speaker on the spaces, I would love to hear from you. Drop me a DM. I don't just bring people up right away. Like, sorry, ran, random people have ruined that in the past for everybody else, right? So I'm sure we're all good people here, but drop me a DM and um, or just reply to the space and say, hey, Nate, I'd love to get on here. I'll drop you a DM back. And uh, yeah, let's, I'd love to have you guys up here. So appreciate it. Um, the interest, it's, it's, it's fantastic having everybody around yeah. talking about this stuff. There, there's a minimal barrier entry. Uh, you, you know, you got to suss people out. You can't just let anyone come up and, and sort of uh, be belligerent or whatever else. Uh, I love to. <laughs> but there's just some folks that just can't help themselves. They love to ruin it for others. But yeah, so yeah, definitely drop me a note or just respond, like I said. And uh, I'll, I'll drop you a note. I'm, I'm active. I'll get in the DMs and... That's how uh, how we build these networks and and create the success. I'm telling you, one of the big biggest parts about all of this is networking. Like, I reached out to some of these folks. Some of these folks reached out to me. Um, you know, I'm the lead, or I keep saying lead, and I don't know why I throw that word out there. I'm a featured writer. You might call me lead, but you know, over at Wolf Financial, I'm a featured writer, and the way that happened was by reaching out and connecting with Wolf and figuring that out. And you see him up here on our spaces as a speaker as well. Um, so yeah, this all starts just by networking and reaching out to people. Don't be afraid to do it. Um, you'll be shocked at, you know, the kind of responses you'll get. There's a, you know, there's a lot of good folks out here doing good things. So uh, this panel is full of some of the best. I'll tell you that much. Totally agree. And, and I think, I mean, some of you probably understand this. Some of you might not, but like, even if, even if something as solitary as trading, uh, you know, it, it's a relationship business. Every, every business that, that I've ever been a part of, I've had a few different careers. Um, every, every business is relationship business. It's the people that you connect with. It's the sounding boards. It's, uh, you know, the camaraderie being in the trenches together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all, it's, it's all connections. It's all networking. I mean, that that's the power of reconnections, even like, you know, I've, I've gotten jobs. I've, I've got other people jobs through people of people that I know, or, you know, that's, that's how you find, that's the best way to find, uh, you know, a relationship is through friends of friends or, or through family. I, I mean, yeah, every business. Uh, and I, I think probably a lot of people would agree with this. Every best business is a relationship business at the end of the day. Yeah, man, I've had jobs that I like and but I had to work with people I did not. And that is, didn't make up for it. I had to have people around me that I enjoyed. I'm I'm very sociable though, so there's that. Some people are more introverted and don't need that. So you know, to each their own. But I do think that that surround surrounding yourself with the right people, introverted or extroverted, is a massive hack to to success in life. Uh, you know, on the topic of consistency, Carl, I would love to get your thoughts on this because you know I'm impressed by your investing discipline and like you have a very clear way you go about investing and i think the discipline that you apply and um you the way you go about it just a, that kind of discipline will apply to everybody in, in holding that consistency i mean just take today for example right things are moving along in the market everything looked great we you know s p have been moving to all-time highs the queues got to all-time highs and then i'm on a space and we're talking and somebody just interrupted and, went, and literally just interrupted somebody else talking and just said the markets are selling off, you guys. This is crazy. <laughs> and everybody stopped talking about what we were talking about and focused on the markets. And it did. Like everything just dumps. Like just red candle after red candle. And there's a lot to be said about consistency in those situations. So yeah, Carl, you know, I know you're paying attention to markets. You have a system. How how do you stay consistent? Do you have some tricks? I think it's partly just you know, showing up every day and watching the market every day. I mean, I have the luxury where I could do that and, uh, and, and just watch what's going on. Um, I think being a student of the markets is good and, and putting things in perspective. So, you know, I think there's a hashtag stock market crash going around on X right now. And, CNBC is having its markets in turmoil, which uh, is always a hoot. 
One um, one red day. <laughs> one red day, and what what, is, what the S and P went down what one point three percent or something like that. Yeah. dropped one percent in how long? Because we're up we're up thirty percent on the year. Never mind that. Yeah, yeah it's like those guys that that have pr- pr- they've predicted um you know thirty seven of the last two crashes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I think. Starting the day with the zoom out mentality is is part of my consistency, and you know I'm not I'm not a short term trader for the most part. I do some options trading, um, but having a long term outlook helps me with these little tiny blips and the zoom out mentality. When you see, like you said, the market's up thirty percent, and you know you know. Big deal. It goes down one percent in a couple hours. You know, who knows what tomorrow is going to happen or the rest of the year. And you know, for me, I, when I buy something, I'm saying, what's going to happen five years from now? You know, um, especially. I mean, for for like for an example, I mean, when Meta was getting crushed last year. Uh, thanks to its meta name change and um, spending money and all that stuff, I said, you know, th- this company is a cash generating machine, and uh, Zuckerberg is one of the best in the business. You know, the stock is at one twenty now. Do I think it's going to be uh, twelve dollars five years from now, or do I think it's going to be five hundred dollars next? Uh, you know, five years from now. Dude, and, I want—I wanted it to go to zero so bad. <laughs> well, you know, I also try to keep emotion out of it. You know, whether or not I like the company, um, you know, for me, it's more important is if if the company is making money as an investment in my portfolio. So, um, you, you know, I think having having that long term outlook, despite watching it every day. Right. And 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 seeing the daily fluctuations and the volatility Um, and 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 viewing each moment like this afternoon as an opportunity to just add to your position. If that's the right move that, you know, five years from now, is 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 your stock going to be higher or lower? I mean, you know, for most companies, I think they're going to be higher unless we have a really, really bad recession, uh, and and things are just really bad for the next few years. In which case, well, I'll hold on to it for even longer. So, um, I think patience. That You're patient. The, the the patience is key, and that that really, uh, that really just um, it's like a muscle that you work out over time, and you can't just like you know start with a stimulus check and say i'm i'm yellowing in the market right now and and uh y- you know this is uh this is what it's about i think it's just just staying the course and experiencing the ups and downs uh for for all this time i mean you know i started out uh investing re- you know a couple years after the dot com bo- uh bust and i've gone through uh, you know the, the the financial, the great financial crisis, and um, you know the coronavirus stuff, and all that stuff. So, you know, all these things happen, and the market always recovers. Uh, so, I think, you know, having having developing that mindset over time through consistency, maintaining the theme of this talk is that being consistent and just. Uh, working that out over time. Yeah, yeah and Carl, where else are you going to put your money, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, look, you can put your money in cash right now and, and not do anything, and that'll be good until they start lowering the rates. But, um, yeah, I mean, with inflation and, and, and everything else, uh, you got to make your money work for you. So, yeah, uh, that's why that's why I'm investing for the long term. Yeah, Carl, you, you're basically getting back to our the, the sphere of influence. You're staying focused on what you're doing. You know what the big picture looks like as you zoom out on the markets. You, you've been paying attention day in and day out. 
And that's all part of the consistency, right? That applies to everything, you guys. Like whether you're in the markets, you're talking about, you know, advancing in your career or, you know, bettering yourself on any front, really. Um, being consistent about it, that's where it starts. Is that if you're not, then it kind of shows a lack of dedication, right? It shows a little yeah. bit of lack of seriousness. And no, um, and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. I mean, when yeah. I've when I've strayed from my long term perspective, I've I've gotten burned. I mean, when I I tried some some day trades over here and there from time to time, and I'm I'm just a lousy day trader. I you know I I accept that and acknowledge that, and I know that maybe if I put some more time and effort into it and learning it then you know be being consistent with it then maybe i could develop into a good day trader but for me that's not where my focus is that's not where my um emotional strength lies so i'm i'm pretty much avoid that yeah makes sense to me man you gotta stick with your strengths and uh yeah i think that the biggest thing for me this this year has been doing exactly that you know stick into my strengths and then when things kind of fail, because you're going to run into spots, right, where you're going to maybe feel a little bit negative or feel like you're treading water and not really making any progress. And uh, when you hit those spots, all the stuff we've been talking about tonight um, will really help in the long run, right? So number one, you know, if you're going to be building up a side project, trying to get additional cash flow, trying to get ahead, trying to better yourself, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, you know, the first thing you do is you have to really want to do what you're going to do. Like if you don't want to do it, you, you're probably not going to follow through. Nobody else gives a shit if you do it, quite frankly. Like nobody else really cares. Like it's up to you. So um, people, yeah, are you've got you. you've got to live your life. You can only yeah. live your life for for you. No one else is going to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. And the big thing about the, a big part of this is you got to be willing to take some risk, right? Get out there, take some risk, get after it be willing to fail, like, you know, kind of tying into the whole, nobody else is going to do this for you. Like, think about it. How often are you worrying about or thinking about, oh, yeah, I know Carl, he went out there and he wrote this article and nobody read it. Uh, I thought about that the other day. Like, no, I never, I wouldn't even know because I don't, I pay attention to what's going on with me, right? Like, I just do. I'm not self-centered or anything. It's just where my focus is. That's where your focus is and you and your family. Everyone's Everyone's got main character syndrome, so they're they're not totally. thinking about they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. But then, what are you doing when you're thinking about not wanting to put yourself out there and risk? Why? Why? Because you're you're thinking that everybody else is going to have this perception or going to think something of you. Nobody else is going to be thinking anything. Like the only thing they're going to think about is maybe for a half a second, like, oh, okay, you know, that didn't work out. But the bigger thing is if you continuously do it, right, like I've got friends that I know and family I'm going to see here over the holidays, and they're going to be like, oh, you're still doing that? And I'll say, yeah. Then they'll be like, so what do you, you have like 300, 400 followers now? Because last time I talked to him was, you know, the beginning of the year and um, or talked to him about it at length anyways. And they were like, oh, cool, good luck getting to a thousand. Well, that's great. You know, that's not my, my mission in life is not to gain a bunch of followers on, on X. Like my mission is to get the word out and share my knowledge and, and connect with people and build a brand and a business. And so that's a multi-year thing. And well, so yeah, it, it's to do cool that. stuff, stuff that you like, and then stuff that you like and stuff that you like for yourself. And then, you know, if other people like it, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's not, exactly. yeah. Yeah, so then, like, I'm going to be able to have these conversations, and they're going to say, how, where are you at? I'm going to say, I have 15,500 followers, 600, whatever it is, and I'm hosting spaces with a bunch of great people that I've met. We do it every Tuesday, Wednesday night at 8 Eastern. Like, it's this consistent thing. We're kicking it off in 24. It's going to be, like, totally badass, and uh, they're going to all just be sitting there wondering what I'm talking about, right? Because they just don't put in – that's not – it's not something that they thought I could actually do, I don't think, right? And it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun conversation to have. And it's all just because I've literally done this day in and day out all year. Even at that six-month mark I talked about last night's space, which if you missed, by the way, last night's space was awesome. Do check that out. Um, and, and I have those these spaces, um, you know, I record them and then provide them the following day on my sub stack. So quick plug there. 
uh, a trader's education. If you guys want to catch that, I mean, I, I try to put out great material for everybody. But that aside, I'm doing all this day to day, you know, consistently, and it's it's starting to pay off. And so, yeah, I, that's that's why I wanted to host a space about this and have you guys on talking about it because I can see that things are paying off for each of you as well. You know, as you're as you're working things through, um, and as we head into 2024, so. Yeah, let's let's run through the list real quick. Sphere of influence, right? Not letting things distract you, get in your way. You know, focus on what you can influence and what and you know what you can't. Just let it let it go, or at least spend minimal time on it, right? Um, and then love what you do, so that you're not burning yourself out. Like I'm not gonna go and spend a bunch of time teaching people about you know running construction. I did it, but I love it. I'm not gonna go do that again, right? So. Um, trading, I love trading. That's where my focus is. This makes sense. Uh, the 10,000 hours rule, right? Freakonomics, check it out if you haven't. You can Google that real easily and listen to that lady sing. It is hilarious at first and then beautiful at the end. It's amazing what 10,000 hours can do. Check that out and then apply it to what you're doing. Think about the consistency and motivate yourself by the last point here, which is that abundance mindset, right? Like I said, there's a million people in the city I live in. So what's 1% of a million, right? That's not a ton of people when you think about how many people there are in the entire country or the entire world, right? You know, 10,000 people is nothing. Like that's just like a very small number. And you have this these platforms now to get your reach out. And so don't be boring. Be excited about what you want to do. And if what you're doing adds value and brings value and you're doing it every day consistently and you get momentum, you get a good network behind you, um, good things will happen. And I'll keep sharing all the good things that are happening on my front. I know you guys are going to do the same. Eric, what would you add? I just want to throw in one more topic that I think is worth talking about. It's just a fear of perfection or not not being perfect. You know, I, I, I struggled with that for a long time, just not starting because it wasn't perfect. It wasn't ready to go. And, you know, eventually that becomes a form of procrastination. So I think just taking imperfect action is a thing that I've focused on, you know, imperfect action beats perfection every time. I mean, if I'm going to sit here and wait for it to be perfect, I'll never start. So again, this is something I, I like to focus on just when it comes to consistency, when it comes to just getting started. So throwing that out there. I think that's perfect. It's a it's a perfect thing to end on because uh, yeah, I would. Lo- I, at first, I thought this needs to be sixty minutes exactly. That sounds like I'm aiming for perfection, Eric, and that didn't that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, anyways, cool. yeah, I agree. Though strong point, you know, you don't want to polish the knob for hours and hours and hours and hours, you know, and, and get everything perfect. Like it's it's uh, you get it to where it needs to be, and you continue to advance, keep momentum going, get success going. So yeah, good stuff, guys. It- and I I just like to add like make sure that whatever you're doing whatever you're grinding at do it do it for yourself don't do it for any any sort of external validation don't you know Eric said hey I, I run I've ran a mile 1700 days in in in, in a in a, uh, in a row you know he's doing that for himself he's not doing that for for the approval of others or to make sure that you know he he's uh, you know getting praise from others like you know he's he, what he's doing is he's doing it for himself and he's winning quietly. You know, he's talking about it here because we're talking about this type of stuff, but he's not going to his mailman like, you know, I'm uh, 600, 1,600 days in a row running. You know, like he, he's, uh, you know, everyone's going to be a critic um, and make sure you have that sort of like, you don't need to tell everyone that, uh, all these things that you're doing because everyone's going to, you know, a lot of people, they, they like we said earlier, they're going to be crabs in a barrel. They're not going to, they're not going to give you that external validation that you're p- potentially craving when you're telling people this stuff. Make sure that whatever you're doing, whatever you're grinding at, you're doing it. You're doing it for yourself. You got to love the process day in day out. Paul, I'm so glad you're back and able to join us tonight. I mean, you, you had so much great commentary, you have great insight, great thoughts to share. Do appreciate it, like every single time, man. If you haven't followed Paul yet, give him a follow. His timeline is also thoroughly entertaining and will make you think. Like, I love the stuff you put out there, man. Um, it, it definitely. I love being here. Yeah. So, th- th- these these people that you've assembled, Nate, it's, I, it's, it's such a pleasure to be here. I, I, uh, these are awesome people. Yeah. Like, a lot, lot of generous, uh, in, intelligent, uh, you know, fun people to chat with. I mean, these, these are great. These, uh, and, and I know that we're only just, uh, we're, we're only just getting started here. It's awesome. I, lo- I love doing this. 
Yeah, couldn't agree more. Thanks, man. I feel like we're we're like Voltron up in here, just forming as one and just creating these powerhouse spaces. So we're gonna be doing that more. Hopefully that doesn't date me too much, but Voltron's badass, so take it or leave it. Um, I like Voltron. So, anyways, yeah, guys, uh, this has been great. Eric, make sure you're following Eric as well and give him, you know, shoot him a DM if you have questions on anything personal finance related. Guy is generous with his time and super knowledgeable. And Carl also, his timeline is about as funny as it is informative. Like I love the stuff Carl puts out. So, I mean, these guys all actually uh, put out way better stuff than I do as far as the material goes and consistency goes on their timeline. I'm working on that. So uh, definitely appreciate you guys all gener- you know, generously uh you know, giving uh, don't, don't sell yourself short. Nate's great. He, Nate's the man. <laughs> Give him a Nate. Nate's Nate's the man. Give him a follow. Appreciate it, Paul. Appreciate it. We'll be doing these spaces all through 2024. That is the goal. We're gonna give it a week off over the holiday, right? And then we'll be back. Um, I'm, I'm kicking them off on the second, you guys. Hopefully, you can make it. And uh, we're gonna get a great schedule lined up. We're gonna have some spaces, uh, you know, on the same kind of lines of just tips for success and building success and. I'm um, just kind of kicking ass in 2024, but then also we're going to have some more specific stuff around, you know, stock market trading, options trading, real estate investing, um, very specific, but also actionable and helpful uh, spaces to, to about generating cash flow, right? Building your wealth and uh, hopefully helping everybody out. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate the panel. You guys all have a great evening. And uh, if I don't talk to you, have a great rest of your year. Yeah, take care, everyone. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Appreciate it. So long, guys. Cheers.